The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome everybody to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am here in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. It's horrible. The rain's going sideways past the window. Um, And the date is Sunday, December the 4th. And we are here to give our picks out for the World Cup action. Round of 16 games, two matches on Tuesday, December the 6th. And with me me, for the second time today, Mr Barry Penaluna. Barry, post-pork. You were pre-pork earlier on. Are you yeah. post pork? Has everyone porked? I am fully porked out. Like yeah. um, I totally overdid it on the pork. Um, <laughs> it's it's quite a common thing. Whenever I fire up the barbecue, I always overestimate how much people will eat. Uh, I thought you meant you overdid it that you'd eaten about three no, kilos. You actually no, made no. too much. Yeah, I have tons of it. I there's loads of leftover pork, which isn't a bad thing. Um, no, it's. Never you know, leftover pork can never be a bad thing. Pork but. tacos, pork wraps. Kids, kids' lunch tomorrow will be made of pork. Um, yeah, not not a problem. But I totally overdid it. But it went down well. Worth the effort. Um, so uh, good name for a band that leftover pork. Yeah, yeah. Go and see them supporting supporting Rage Against the Machine at Leeds Festival or something like that. Um, so, since we spoke this afternoon, we were about half an hour in front of the France versus Poland game and then England against Senegal this evening. And in all actuality, Baz, two fairly uh, uneventful games. Both went to form. Um, both favourites covered the handicap. Then we picked some winners. Uh, remarkably, I'm not saying we're not calling it a heat just yet, Baz, because uh, we might be defrosting, is what we're doing. Um, I'm on fire, like oh, you are, are you on uh, fire? I'm, I'm I'm in flames here, like fully, fully a towering inferno of Barry. Okay, um, <laughs> this is well, this. I'm just uh, I've taken myself out the freezer with one eye on cooking myself on Tuesday, uh, which is what we're going to do this evening. So, yeah, France three, Poland one. Um, my bet was the second half being the highest scoring was a price of 21 to 20. Um, I did give out Mbappe at any time, which I'm not going to win any prizes for, but he's just in such good form. Um, and the opposition, I thought, was so poor. But that price was 21 to 20 as well. So, I mean, if I'm happy to take the uh, the, the same price about the second half being the highest scoring, I'm quite happy to give out Mbappe at any time. Um, the outcome here was predictable relatively early Poland had a bit of a mad five minutes in the first half uh, the lad hit the shot straight at Lloris when he should have done a little bit better but apart from that really um, France were always in command got the goal just approaching half time actually looked like it was going to go in at nil nil. Uh, Olivier Giroud scored good finish um, and then Mbappe took over in second half they scored a couple of late doors 
And then, Barry, do you want to talk us through how you won your bet? Uh, well, it was quite easy, really. I mean, the obvious bet for this one was, was the both teams to score, wasn't it? Oh, obvious. And, and it and it sailed home in the end, didn't it? So, yeah, I did tip up both teams to score at 11-8. to eight. Definitely having that. I also tipped in this game Lewandowski to score any time. Fuck you, Nine 9-2 for Lewandowski. So, you can stick your... <laughs> evens. We're talking nine to two shots plus four hundred and fifty here for Lewandowski today, uh, and they got a stonewall penalty in the ninety-sixth oh, minute. Yeah, the fifth minute of what was it? The sixth minute out of five minutes of injury time. Yeah, Lewandowski steps up, stutter step, easy penalty save for Loris. <laughs> Foul, no way. Loris is off his line. Take it again. Have another go, Robert. And sure enough, steps up and slots it home in the 98th minute. The second penalty was just as bad as the first one. So, yeah, it was a, it wasn't, wasn't it was a 96th I mean, minute shit VAR. It was never a penalty in the first place. Twice taken. Was it wasn't bad. Yeah. And Lloris was miles off his line for the first one. I actually thought he made them retake it. He pointed the defender. The defender was nearer the ball than Lewandowski when he kicked it. The referee pointed at the defender. As it happens, when they looked at the replay, Lloris was off his line as well. I don't know, them penalties are shit. Absolutely horrific. We saw it yesterday, didn't we? Was it yesterday with the AU? Um, For Ghana, um, same thing, wasn't it? Just, Just run up and hit it. Stop yeah. all this stupid fanning about. Um, but yeah, I, I, so yes, I did get lucky, but 11 to 8 and a 9 to 2 will take all the luck. That's, that's we do sound like proper grumpy old men, like we're on an episode of Top Gear or something when we're uh, complaining about young men running up and taking shite penalties. But yeah, you're right. That uh, just run up and kick the back of the ball as hard as you can. Oh, Baz, I think we've suffered enough bad fortune so far. This World Cup to... Uh, I mean, France owed with that Griezmann goal last time for both teams to score. We haven't touched on that because that's happened since... Um, the We touched on the Griezmann goal robbing us of the both teams to score against Tunisia. Yeah. But the very next night, we are, what we haven't talked about is Germany scoring the exact same goal and then being allowed to stand. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that was infuriating the next day. Um because, yeah, it was exactly the same situation, wasn't it? The ball comes over, he's offside, but he's not interfering. And then when the ball's played again, he's onside and they rightfully let it go, um, which is exactly what they should have done. I'm sure I'd read somewhere that France had actually made a complaint to FIFA. Yeah, they've appealed, yeah, they're trying to get it to stand. Uh, I don't know how that works. I mean, it can't possibly work, it? but it shows they, <laughs> they were strongly of the same opinion as us, so that... that that being ruled out was ridiculous and it was a costly one so yeah we would definitely do a bit of luck and that, that late penalty in the day definitely helped me out so a couple of couple of really nice nice wins to, to start the day off a bit of an anomaly with Paul and there was a penalty in every one of their games Baz they missed against Mexico they've been like they missed against Mexico which cost me a Poland money line win they then Saudi Arabia then missed one Chesney saved it which cost me both teams to score um Messi then missed one, which ultimately didn't cost us, but at the time was still at nil-nil. And I was like, how are you, lads? Have a, have a day off. And then uh, Lewandowski to, again tonight managed to stop. But what, something that did occur to me watching the end of this, or oh, watching all of this actually, because Poland were absolutely shite, 
was in the next World Cup, 48 teams. Um, are we not just like asking for more of this? I mean, I don't know how yeah. Paul, Paul had been the worst team in all four of their games. Like somehow Mexico should have probably dismantled them. The Saudis probably should have dismantled them. Argentina did. And then today, Poland were largely uncompetitive. But the, so the next story, A, I don't know how the 48 teams work because it's a stupid number. It doesn't work. So you either have to have a second group stage or that stupid thing where like the best third place teams go through, which is never satisfactory. Now, they will have already sorted that out. I just haven't been asked to look it up. But you're not just getting like, so it's another 16 teams. So I think Europe get around about a third. I think we had 13. I say we, I don't care. Europe had 13 this time. So you're looking at another five, maybe. Like, so again, what? We've had Wales and Poland. So you're just bunging Scotland and Austria and Slovenia or someone. Greece. I mean, Greece shouldn't ever be allowed to play anyway, like, because they just mangle everything they ever go on here. Um, just absolute cat like that. And then to be fair, although the Asian teams have played okay, Canada and the US have done all right. You dropped out like Panama last time again in the were in England scoop with Panama were absolutely garbage. You'll end up with another Costa Rica, you'll get Honduras or El Salvador or someone in there. Um but yeah, that was just I was I mean, I know it's a little bit early to panic about that, but so halfway through this World Cup is to be getting the hump about the next one. But yeah, it just dawned on me. I don't want to be watching Austria v Scotland. There was a story the other day about FIFA were considering for the next World Cup um, going straight to penalty shootouts in the group stages. If it's a draw... It's in America. Yeah. So if it's a draw, we'll just jump straight to penalties and there's an extra point up for grabs for whoever wins that penalty. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? You can't just change the rules of football. (laughs) Just... Because it's the World Cups in America. That's ridiculous. I mean, that would be absurd. I, I don't know how genuine that story is. But I've seen it floated in a few places. And it wouldn't surprise you if FIFA would it for them to come No, absolutely not, no. Um, I mean, at the I end mean, of the day, it's ridiculously stupid that we're playing in November, December. No, but um, half of our audience is American, so don't, don't be upsetting people. But there's been a minor meltdown tonight that... Uh, the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants ended in a tie. I saw people like Moon off. I've seen a few people. They've already having a paddy about that, which yeah, made me laugh because the, the England-USA game ending in a draw last week sent enough of them into meltdown. But it's fine. A draw's good, man. Don't worry about it, lads. We've done it for hundreds of years. It'll all work out in the end. Um, after that, yeah, so bloodless win for France. Equally, really uneventful win for England. First of all, I'm... We had Simmer selections and he was wrong. Well, he got 10 out of the 11. He had Rashford in for Foden. So it wasn't a bad effect from Simmers. Um, in terms of the game itself, Senegal had a couple of half chances um, in the first half. And really, that was it. Once England scored, it was just starting. A little bit of frustration was maybe creeping in. The commentators were getting a bit tetchy. And then all of a sudden, you get a, a break. Um, Bellingham with an absolutely fantastic break. Um, England score, then it's 2-0 out to nothing. Um, and really, we've seen a little fight back from the USA. We saw a little fight back from Australia. But the third goal killed Senegal tonight. Um, they were toast after that. I did want to point out 
Um, all three goals just went right in the middle of the goal. I've no idea what Mendy was doing for any of them. Like, they just all three of them went, and I've measured this with a ruler. They all went exactly in the middle of the goal. So, I mean, where's the keeper? He's like a hologram. Like, he's absolutely dog shit. Pickford keeps going like a toddler, but I've never seen out like that, Mendy. I don't know why he bothered. Um, Kane so yeah, uh, slightly left, like he what? Kane's Kane's went uh, slightly to the left, didn't it? No, I didn't. Have a look again, mate. I've measured it, honestly. <laughs> Hashtag science. It goes right in the middle. He just, he's, even Bob said, lie next to me, he says, where's the keeper standing? He was about two he yards to the left, where he should be. Um, Bob also claimed, Barry, that you shouldn't be uh, claiming that Lewandowski when he was furious about that. Um, he just says it wasn't, uh, it wasn't appropriate for a man or stature. So, yeah, England's forward players look good. And they made a lot of changes. Um, Senegal kind of out of steam. They were what they thought they were. They tried to hang in. But ultimately, we've talked about the quality that the US and Australia just didn't have in compared to their opposition. And Poland again today. So that's really come to come to fruition in all four games. Um, what did you what did you make of it? Well, there wasn't really any takeaways, was it? I mean, the prices were England were sort of minus two hundred. The handicap, in terms of a bet, um, I'd given out both teams. My reaction was 2-1. Um, so I'd lent towards both teams to score, but the pick I gave out was actually um, at a very similar price, was at over two and a half goals, because it factors in 3-0 uh, England, and that is precisely um, what I had written down there. So so I was okay with that one. Yeah, That was at a price of plus 130. Um, put up Jude Belling was a possible goal scorer. He did really well, picked up the assist instead. But um, I think you went you went up the ladder with your goals, Baz, didn't you? And I messaged you with about 25 minutes left and said, this could be five or six. I thought you were on. So you cast your main stuff, but it could have got yeah. a little bit better for you. I mean, I, t- I took the, I tipped up the handicap was my main bet, six to four for England. So plus 150, England minus 1.5. And once the second goes in, it just never looked in any danger, did it? But I did. I also tipped the England to score two or more, uh, and I, I sort of touted the four or more, pushing it to sort of up to eight to one for four or more. Once we got, I mean, I mean, the first half hour, Senegal made it pretty difficult, didn't they? They were physical, they were pressing a lot, that you know, made it a bit. But as soon as the first goal went in, it just ch- turned on its head straight away. Um, but then, second half, once the third's gone in, the game just died on it. Just died, didn't it? Really, England were happy with with what they had. Senegal weren't gonna. They knew they were dead and buried, and there was a couple of chances to get a fourth. Would have been nice to pick up a big, big money one on the on the eight to one shot. But happy with the handicap. Um, yeah, a couple of chances to, for them to stretch their legs a bit. Didn't Good goals they scored. Oh, Bellingham did great for the first one, and Henderson with a very surprising uh, arrival and finish, and then the break. For the second one, Belgian did everything right, played in um, for a forward and was it, put it into Kane, Kane smashed it. And then the third one's a lovely little finish from Saka. Um, so yeah, England's forward players do look top class. And then you're still a little bit concerned about the defence. They haven't really been tested much. Um, and Jude Bellingham, Baz, man, wouldn't you like to see him in a black and white shirt? He's uh, he's oh, incredible, isn't he? Unbelievable, isn't he? I mean... Everything about him, like he, he looks like he's just been on the scene for years and years, yeah. doesn't he? I mean, they said in the the aftermath of the game, you know, he's, he's playing like 
one of the world's best midfielders, which you'd expect to be sort of 26, 27-year-old yeah. before you reach that level. And he's just there now. And then he got interviewed after the game and he's he just sounds so smart, so intelligent, yeah. so grounded. Um, just such an intelligent player. Like, and and he, he plays like that on the pitch. He's just he's perfect. Isn't he? I mean, it's exciting times for whoever, wherever he ends up. Yeah, definitely. Um, and exciting times for England with, with, with him at the, you know, in um, and- the next 10 years or so, you know. So, and just one more thing, Baz, before we get stuck into Tuesday's games, just some early thoughts on um, England v France. Yeah, I've got a couple of early lines. Um, England are plus 210, 21 to 10. So, a shade over 2 to 1 for England. France at 11 to 8, plus 137. I mean, it's, we're, we're barely an hour after the final whistle here, but um, what are your, what's your initial instinct on this one? Should be a good game, I think, first and foremost, but then... I mean, yeah, I think both teams look okay going forwards and it may be a little bit suspect at the back, so we should be in for an entertaining game, if not else. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, France, that's four games now. France haven't got a clean sheet. Um, so there's, there's, I think there's no doubt we can cause them problems at that end. I, I do have a, you know, same as you, a few doubts over our defence. So I, I think it could potentially be an exciting game. At the price is England off. That's a big price for England. I, I, is a big price. I don't. I find it hard with England. I think a lot of um, people outside of England, I, I think, have a bit of a view of us being a bit arrogant, and we expect to win. I think. I think all the football's coming home, and that makes think people think that we're all, yeah, sure that football is. You know, the World Cup is coming up, and it's quite the opposite, isn't it? I think the biggest critics of England are generally England fans, and we sort of. I mean, certainly, I, I struggle to get too carried away with with any of it. I, I'm just always waiting for the the next disappointment. Um, so I certainly won't go into next week thinking, "Yes, this is it, win this, and we're we're, we're on our way." But we've got a chance, like we've got a chance against them. Um, but yeah, it should be a good game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it and see how my thoughts change. I mean, it's a long long wait, isn't it? Now six days to the between. Yeah, the, it's Saturday night, night next Saturday at seven pm. Yeah. 2 p.m. Eastern, that one. So, yeah, looking forward to it. We've got plenty of days um, to get stuck into some advanced um, statistics, bars, analytics. Me and you will be, uh, we'll be at the cool face most of the week, like the Wizard of Oz. Um, plenty more football between now and then, though, as well. Um, if you're ready to win money on that football and boost your odds, win bet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Same game parlays. I got one of them up this afternoon in the France game. That never, ever happens. It was only like 21 to 10 kind of thing. Uh, but I did it. Uh, WinBet is the home of Build Your Own Betting there. Uh, sign up today and receive the special offer Bet $100 to win $100. Plenty to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com so they know that we sent you. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So Tuesday the 6th, round of 16. 3 p.m. UK time, 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time kickoff between Morocco and Spain. 
Uh, Morocco are six to one underdogs in 90 minutes. The draw is at 11 to four plus 275. Spain are at four to seven minus 175. Morocco uh, won Group F. A bit of a turn up for the books there. They had a nil nil against Croatia. They beat Belgium 2 nil uh, and beat Canada 2 1. Uh, Spain finished second in Group E, beat Costa Rica 7 0, 1 1 with Germany, and then lost 2 1 to Japan. Um, we'll start with Morocco. Decent run of results, those three results, but I have been. Uh, into the XG, as we know. Um, poor. 0.65 against Croatia. 0.77 against Belgium. 0.59 against Canada. So they haven't made it over three quarters of a goal uh, in the expected goals um, stat uh, so far this season. And I don't think that's very sustainable. They have defended well. Um, if they do go one down, though, I think you fear for them because... I don't know if they've got the, the wherewithal like sort of Japan did, Germany did to come back. I'm not sure if Morocco can do that. Um, Spain are going to control the game. I don't think they're an explosive enough side on the break to really get back into it. Like, say, Australia managed to sneak a goal back. Um, USA did the same. Senegal couldn't do it tonight. Uh, looked a little bit toothless. And that's kind of the fate that I fear for Morocco here. Um Spain are really hard to work out because the 7-0 win was a non-event, told us nothing. In fact, none of these games told us an awful lot, actually. They won all the Germany was a good game of football. Um, Spain possibly could have won, but Germany did okay. And then the, the uh, Japan picked their pockets 2-1 after Spain went 1-0 up. And we've seen that Japan can do that to sides on the break. They did it against Germany. Um, my instinct here was... The really boring, you get this a lot in football, the, just the, the favourite wins 2-0. Um, so I kind of reversed, reversed back from that, trying to find some bets that that fit. It did, that scoreline, that 2-0 Spain, did fly in the face of those first couple of games, um, particularly USA, Australia, and then Poland. But then we've seen England hold on tonight, so I'm not, I'm not too fussed about going for it. Um, all the markets that fitted into that category were kind of too short. Um, so I found, we've used this market quite a few times, prices five to six, 1.83 or minus 120. And it's a Spain team total. So I'm eliminating the, the data of these underdog teams getting on the score sheet. I'm going to take that market out of it and I'm going to take the Spain team total at over one and a half. That would have cashed all the favourites so far in the four games we've watched in this round, would have cashed that. Uh, so I think five to six is a perfectly reasonable price, Baz, for Spain to score over one and a half goals. What do you reckon? You're on mute, Baz. Baz, Baz, you're on mute. Hey. hey. First, first one of the... I cannot believe we've done 17 episodes and you've not... We On the MLB show, we do that five times a night, easily. Uh, so, yeah, well done, mate. 17 episodes, but... We've done well. Um, I, I'd muted myself because I was just cracking open a bottle of wine. I didn't want to... <laughs> the, the, the noise, you know. Uh, so I've been rumbled there. Um, you have. What do I reckon? I reckon... I was I was along the same lines. I had uh, I'd marked down Spain plus one and a half goals. 
Um, uh, very much the same same analysis, really. Uh, I, I looked at the XG as well. I don't think Morocco are as, as good as I'd sort of had in my head. It, it wasn't a difficult group for them, was it? Croatia haven't been sitting, pulling up any trees. They drew nil-nil with them. Um, Belgium, would just think, have been terrible, haven't they? Yeah. Um, so I was the same. I, I think there was the two that looked, took my eye, the Spain goals, um, and I was thinking along the same lines, 2-0, something like that. And the other one, I, I, I'll take, because you took the two and a half goals, I'll go a little bit different. Spain went to nil, um, five to four, so plus money um, for them to win to nil. I, I can see that happening. And the, the, the big thing with Spain is, is their possession, isn't it? Yeah. First game against Costa Rica, fair enough, it's Costa Rica. 82% possession. Germany, they they had 64%. And then even in a 2-1 defeat against Japan with a second string lineup, what do you think the percentage was of possession in that game? 72. 82% again wow. against Japan in a 2-1 defeat. So we can expect that again in this game. Um, and it, if you haven't got the ball, it's hard to score, isn't it? And as you see, True. as you pointed out, Morocco haven't been very good in front of goal anyway. Um, so I think Spain will limit Morocco. Uh, I'll take the Spain to win to nil, five to four. But I am uh, also co-signing your Spain two or more because I think that's... that's yeah, well, like you say, that was my instinct. I had Spain two, nothing. But it was just, when I was handicapping this this afternoon, um, the USA had scored, Australia had scored, Poland had scored. So I just wanted to take that out. And I'll probably yeah. lose 30 points worth of value from minus 120 to your plus 110 or whatever, um, in terms of taking Spain on the team total. So, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me at all. That Spain 2 nil round about a five to one shot, 92, something like that. Well, that's kind of the kind of the obvious play. Yeah, so we'll move on to the final game in this uh, second round, the round of 16. On Tuesday is a 7 p.m. UK time, 2 p.m. Eastern time kickoff between Portugal and Switzerland. Portugal are the favourites at 9 to 10, minus 111. The draws at 9 to 4, plus 225. Switzerland, plus 450. The price of 7 to 2. Uh, Portugal come through as the winners of Group H. Um, Switzerland come through as the runners up in Group G. Barry, lead us off Portugal v Switzerland. Here we go, Portugal again. I'm intrigued to see where you go because at some point, are you going to stop fading Portugal and go elsewhere? Um, and I've I've not been as cold on Portugal as, as you have um, up until this point. I, I like Switzerland. Um, I think they're a really... Did you say you like Switzerland? Yeah. In what way would you expand on that? I, ju- I just think that they're... A, they're a competent team. They're, they're solid. I think they'll cause Portugal problems. I, I can't. I can't see it being an easy game. I, yeah, I'm assuming you're going the other way, but that that doesn't concern me at all. Um, what against I mean, Switzerland? I can't be against both of them. No, no. I'm, it sounds like you're not not happy with me being in favour. of No, it was just a funny thing. You just said I like Switzerland. I didn't know if you'd been on holiday or you liked the Toblerone or. I'm just, I'm not, I don't think anyone's ever said they like Switzerland before in a sentence. Yeah, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's quite an inoffensive place, but I just wondered why you were so much in love with Switzerland. No, I just meant the uh, the team. 
right, the, okay. Swiss, the Swiss team in this on this occasion. Um, yeah, they've, they've done well to get out of that group. I think it's a, it was a tough group for them. Um, start off with a good win against Cameroon. You know, only a one nil defeat to Brazil. There's no shame in that. Uh, and then I thought they looked good against Serbia. Um, Three two, a really entertaining game that one. And there's a bit of form um, coming into this in the Nations League. They'd won the last three games, beating Czech Republic, beat Spain, and it'd be Portugal. Uh, beat them one nil last time out in June. Uh, that was a home game. They did also, you know, in fairness, go back two weeks earlier to that. They lost four nil to Portugal in mm. Portugal. So we have got a little bit of form there from from recent times. Um, but I think coming out of that, what was a tough group with six points uh, and only a small defeat to, to Brazil was a really, really solid showing. And as I say, I'm looking at those those last three Nations League games, beating Spain, Czech Republic and Portugal. It shows they've got the ability to to get results against some of the big teams. Um, Portugal, they've done everything they needed to, haven't they, to get to this stage. Again, the South Korea result, I'm not... I wouldn't be too concerned about. I think they knew they'd, they'd done what they needed to in that group. They rested a lot of players. Um, and otherwise, they've made easy enough work of it, haven't they? 3-2 win against Ghana, 2-0 against Uruguay, and then, and then that South Korea result at the end. Um, I, I'm making a case for Switzerland. and I'm, I'm, I'm not brave enough to take them outright, but I wouldn't put anyone off of that. Um, where are we? Seven to two for Switzerland to win the game. Uh, but on the Asian handicap, I take Switzerland plus half a goal. It's at one point nine seven, so we're just short of even money. Um, for them, and that gets a draw. So you basically Switzerland double chance. Switzerland or the draw at, at just short of even money. We'll call it ten to eleven, twenty-one to twenty, whatever you want. Um. That's that's a pick for me. I think Switzerland will get some in, or or at least take this to extra time, um, and push push Portugal right to the wire. No, yeah, I love that, Baz. You've uh, you've had handicapped it very similarly to myself. I mean, I'm going to die on this hill of fade in Portugal. Like once they get knocked out, I'm just going to tout it and tell you how correct I was. Even if they get knocked, losing the final on penalties, I'm going to claim they were shite. Um, I think you're right about not worrying about the South Korea result. The three teams, France, Brazil and Portugal, who all rested their players for the last group games, um, all lost. Um, however, France have come out tonight and won relatively comfortably. So there's a point where that appears not to be a huge worry. Um, just Portugal, I mean, that first game is the one that got me because that was going absolutely nowhere. Like, I still can't imagine really work out quite what happened. They got a horrible penalty. There wasn't a penalty. It was nil-nil with 20 minutes left. They finished 3-2. Um, they then beat a poor Uruguay team, although, albeit they got a horrible lucky penalty in that one as well, and then lost to South Korea. Switzerland, however, beat Cameroon, something that Brazil and Serbia both failed to do. Um, they lost 1-0 to Brazil, which is just about fair enough. Brazil were probably a goal better than them. Uh, but they did defend really, really well. And then they had to do something different a little bit against Serbia because they got ahead, but then they were 2-1 down. And they had to go and win it, and they showed they could do that as well. So um, Switzerland looked like they've got a couple of uh, options in their locker. My starting point here was, I've got this down kind of as a 1-1 draw. Um, 
I've got the draw. So that's at six to one. The draw is at plus two twenty-five, nine to four. Um, Switzerland draw no bet, uh, which is very similar to what yourself had, Baz. Plus two twenty-five, nine to four. Um, so you get your money back if it's a draw, or that you would win yours on the Asian line with yeah. that half a goal. Um, and then Switzerland to qualify um, at seven to four, plus two seventy-five. I'm still taking Portugal to go out. And I think, Baz, we might just see this one go to PKs. I've got penalties here uh, at 92 plus 450. So if this isn't a draw, I'm going to lose a lot of these bets here. Because like I say, starting with a draw, Switzerland draw no bet. Switzerland then to qualify, and they're going to have to win on penalties because that's another pick as well. So that's where I see it going. So any sort of, uh, any bet that fits into any of that framework. So yeah, nine um, two penalties. That's regardless of who wins it, just game to go to penalties. Game to go to penalties. Yeah, you yeah. can take Portugal at nine to one or Switzerland at ten to one. How they've worked out Portugal a point better. I mean, maybe it's because they've got Ronaldo and Fernandes. That clearly must be worth a point over Switzerland, which is a load of bollocks, frankly. Um, so yeah, but the the equivalent is backing both teams to win on penos. But he was going to do that. You'd have to be a madman. So it's the same price. Yeah, taking nine to two. Uh, for it to go to penalty kicks, Baz. Because yeah, I think this, I mean, this being entitled, it's a very. I've talked before about Everton versus Everton. This is this is that game. Like it's just two very middle of the road. Little, not quite as bad as Poland, but they're not certainly not top class. I'm not having Portugal and Switzerland do fall into that bracket that we've seen Poland, Denmark, Belgium, uh, teams like that. So I think they can cancel each other out, Baz. Yeah, I don't mind the penalty shout. I, I think, similar to you, I think it will be a very close game, um, which is why I wanted to draw on my side. Um, you know, if any one of these eight games is going to go to, to penalties, then, then that's that's the one that looks most likely, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, it does. No, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. Um, so there you go. Um, anything else you need to tell the people about, Baz? We've cracked out a sharp 34 minutes there. Um, no, I don't think there is. I think we covered uh, most of the, the social stuff this afternoon on episode 17. <laughs> we did. We yep. two, uh, two episodes today, so it's been a bit of a... Yeah, uh, we, haven't, we haven't managed to fit any lifestyle in. Well, I haven't because I went to sleep and then I went in the bath and watched a little bit of Red Zone. Um, Moonaf gave me four picks, two one, two lost, so I was juiced out on those. Not a bad effort, though. I've had worse days. Um and then I got out the bath and watched England, so no lifestyle. But I'm still, uh, I'm still feeling a little bit tired and emotional after uh, all the beer consumption this weekend. Oh, is so. there a detox coming tomorrow? Back on the tin. Well, fish. tin fish, Baz, is the right answer. Yeah, I've actually what I did I, as well as all the crap I bought. All the I did all the shopping for everyone, so I did all the cooking and stuff. Took all the beer, crisps, all of that malarkey. But then I bought, foolishly, a bag of apples and a bag of bananas. Well, not, the apples and bananas weren't big sellers, but as I'll be honest, <laughs> on the on the boys' weekend away, like all well, the, the 11-year-olds ate nothing but Haribo and the grown-ups ate nothing but curry and drank beer. So the apples well, and I... bananas were shunned. So that's me tomorrow. I've got about five kilos of apples and bananas to get through. I had a bit of a food disaster myself yesterday. You might remember this time last week, you were asking me what was the best thing I ate whilst I was away. Oh, yeah. Europe. And it was yeah. beef goulash, wasn't it? It was. Uh, with a bread dumpling. So what I'd done is got a recipe for a fine Slovak beef goulash. Nice. 
went out and got all the ingredients. Had most of them in, to be fair. But what I didn't have was marjoram and caramel oh, okay. seeds. Just yeah, every, yeah, every, every, uh, every herb and spice going in this house, but I didn't have the marjoram and caraway anyway. So went to the shop, picked them up, put them in the car, sorted, started cooking last night, fried up a few onions. Um, next step, add your crushed caraway seeds. Couldn't find them anywhere. Realised I'd left them in the car. Yeah, Helen's gone out in the car for the night. To oh, a no. <laughs> the recipe has started, and at that point, the recipe ended. So I had some fried onions and had to abort the mission. Uh, well, so really, though, I wouldn't have. I mean, how crucial the caraway seeds are going to be, Baz? I think, like, if you took the, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't have been nice, but if you if you're taking the Pepsi challenge with that at the end, I wouldn't have spat it out and said, "There's no caraway in that, Barry." You fucking idiot know, it off your head. if you take all of the herbs out so there's a marjoram and the caraway if you take them all out then it's just not a beef goulash anymore it's just a beef stew <sighs> and it wasn't what I was after and the bairn had been looking forward to it as well because Helen was out yeah. so you'd gone for a sleepover at a mate so it was just me and the little one last night and I'd got her all excited about it uh, yeah. and the disappointment on her face when I told her it wasn't happening she was like ah it's still knocked up some bad. sort of beef stew a bit of paprika and you're in with a beef stew aren't you I just thought I'm, I'm just going to hang on and I'll just have my goulash a, a, a day or two later. So I didn't do it today because I've been busy, but it'll be on the it'll be on the go tomorrow. Um, do you think this has been the most appearances of the word goulash on a World Cup podcast anywhere so far this year, but Probably. I mean, especially there's no Czech Republic or no Slovakia in this it's world. Hungarian, isn't it, really, the goulash? Well, Hungary, well, Hungary's another one, but they're not in the World Cup either. They're so there probably isn't many podcasts talking about goulash on a regular basis. But obviously, I'll update you again tomorrow because we'll have, hopefully, we'll have been fed goulash. I think that goulash chat probably got rid of 98% of the listeners, Baz, between uh, us finishing handicap and that last game. And um, But I enjoyed it, and I think you should have just gone for it. Like, But anyway, it's a TBC, isn't it? To be continued, the goulash story. Correct. So look forward to it. So the, yeah, have the herbs returned now? Have they been brought into we're the house? In the car, I they were just sat in the car. In fact... They are still sat in the car, still haven't even took them out of the car. Yeah, this is going to happen again, but imagine happened. if it happened twice in a week. I, I don't know what I was going to say. I could be God. setting myself up for another. Absolutely another crazy time. talk. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to our football picks and goulash stories. Um, get across to... Get in the Discord. I've, I haven't been in the Discord channel for about 72 hours. Um, like I say, I've been away, so I'll get stuck back in tomorrow. Uh, find out how everyone's been getting on. Uh, the website is still firing out loads of picks as well. Um, and download the app, like, rate, review, all of that stuff. Um, thank you very much, Barry. Enjoy your... Uh, how much of that wine are you going to drink? Um, it depends how much I'm enjoying the NFL. I'm going to turn Red Zone on, watch a bit of NFL until I get bored. Um, see, see how my fantasy football going. If it's on a knife edge, I'll, I'll probably get through the full bottle. I, might, um... I am quite tired. It might just be an early night, but I'll see, see how this uh, NFL's panning out. I might live bet something here in the NFL. I might take an underdog here, find any any old underdog to mount a fight back and sit and watch that for the last hour just to rest me, to rest me wee everybody. One last sweat all, before uh, we go to bed. They're all in the balance at the moment. They're all within one score, all four games at the moment. Oh, well, there you go. Then I'll find a, I'll find a dog or a little parley to, be, uh, to get on. Right, thank you very much, Baz. Enjoy that. Um, we'll be back 
Who knows? We'll plan our week this week, but just keep your eyes peeled. We'll be around about this time. We'll be going most days, I imagine, although you get the odd day off now factored in um, between games because um, the games are becoming thinner and further between. Um, but yeah, keep your eyes peeled and um, if you've subscribed, etc., you'll get the next episode. Good luck with your picks. Um, both Monday, if you're listening tonight, or Tuesday, if you've downloaded this. Um, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.